coming to you from our basement. This is Exhausted. I'm Heather. And I'm John. And as a way to instantly date the day which we're recording this, you can listen to this 20 years in the future and find out exactly when it was that uh, we recorded this. Uh, we were recording this on the day of the total eclipse of the sun, and uh, where we are, we got about 80% co- uh, coverage of said eclipse, which meant that it is mostly just the same. I wonder if we'll get more, because the next one is in seven years. This one's, that one's supposed to be focused more on eastern Canada, so it'll probably actually be <laughs> worse uh, if we get anything. Um, Unless we just wanted to fly out to Eastern Canada specifically for <laughs> for the eclipse. I mean, it was kind of cool to see the the sky was a bit darker than usual, but it was not so dark that you couldn't see much of anything. Oh, okay, yeah, I was in the basement with the kids. Yeah, it turns out that trying to tell a two year old, uh, give two-year-old specific instructions that they will follow without question is uh, uh, probably about the stupidest thing you could do. So we decided to just have the kids inside and uh, uh, have a basement day. <laughs> yes, and when I went upstairs during, I guess, the peak of it, it didn't, I didn't really notice anything because <laughs> I didn't really go out to look at them. I went out, but there wasn't... Uh, I didn't look because I didn't have any of the glasses or the pinhole thingies. I just, I went outside. I didn't look up. Uh, I looked around at the sky that wasn't, you know, part of the sun. I tried to do the selfie thing and that didn't work. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it was kind of neat. And also like a brief reprieve from the hellscape world that we live in. So that was fun. Uh, but, but it was perhaps not what I would have wanted. Although I do have some friends that were in the direct path of the thing and got 100% coverage, and the pictures they sent me were pretty baller. So oh, cool. Someone at least got to enjoy it, so mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. Today we watched an episode of The X-Files called Quagmire, I believe, mm-hmm. and unlike our uh, hopes and dreams, it had nothing to do with even Rhode Island, uh, No, let alone Family Guy. Yes, it has to do with the what we would call the ogopogo well so that i mean it's it's this is an episode about the investigation into a mythical creature like your loch ness monster or your bigfoot or your yeti sasquatch uh i was curious if because this film's in bc if they were perhaps specifically Mm. uh sort of doing a light coat like a light change of uh you know just some tiny changes to get it to instead of being ogopogo to be something else uh which is the local mythical creature to the okanagan i believe Mm -hmm. um but either way it's sort of your stand like take your mythical creature of choice and then you know that's what this episode is about do you want to get us started so it starts off with a guy who's into, I guess, looking he's, into he's frogs, bi- biologist. He's he's some kind of specialized biologist. Yeah. And he's taking a, either, is he a cop or a forest ranger? or Some sort of 
forest guy who works i'm not sure and if he's he... trying to explain that the uh that his frog population is decreasing and that uh it is a problem and that they need to be mm-hmm. uh put on an endangered species list and the forest ranger responds that frogs everywhere are decreasing in population and that there's your frogs aren't particularly special in that regards because they can't put everyone on the on the list and then he responds by saying that the biologist responds by saying that you know you can't turn your back on nature or nature will turn its back on you and i had this weird thought where i hoped that we would be getting a early to mid 90s version of that terrible m night Shyamalan movie the happening where the earth has decided to send killer bees after people to make them kill themselves do you remember that no it has mark Wahlberg in it and essentially Um. essentially there is because you know the bees disappear and then the earth in revolt of humanity's mistreatment basically does something in the air that basically causes people to start uh killing themselves oh okay i could have probably watched that years ago but it's really bad it is 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 in fact like almost like flop house good levels of bad uh uh but this isn't that episode the uh so then of course he leaves to go to his car the ranger or whatever he is he hears a the sound of a beeper and then when he goes to check it out he is knocked down and, and dragged, dragged into the water. And then, of course, credits. And that's the credits. When we come back, uh, Mulder and Scully are driving down to investigate. And uh, they have Scully's dog, Queequeg. Have we seen her dog before? We've seen it a few times. She got it from, I guess, one of the cases. Okay. About it, I think an old woman had died or something, and so she took the dog. All right. So, the, with the, the reasoning being that Mulder wanted to go investigate uh, this forest ranger that disappeared, and apparently there was also a Boy Scout leader. Uh, troop leader that had also disappeared in that same area fairly recently, and because he didn't give Scully any time to. Uh, any time to really prep or anything she didn't have anyone to look after her dog and so she brought the dog along with her mm-hmm. um they do you remember where they start well i remember the tackle or the gift shop or whatever but i know they went somewhere first well let's start with the i mean there's this there's there's nothing especially complicated about this episode no okay so they go at one some point they go into the gift shop and uh, of course, uh, Mulder is intrigued, thinks it's Big Blue, the mystical creature. Well, and and so talk- he's trying to ask the guy, it's like, hey. Well, and the guy running the store sells a whole bunch of merchandise and very pr- much profits off of the, mm-hmm. the stories and myths that perpetuate. Uh, and-, and, and, and Scully, of course, notes that like... You know, the fact that you make money off of these stories means that, like, we can't really trust you if you say you believe them, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it it incentivizes you to believe in them. Uh, and I think they also run into 
And that's when they also run into the, the photographer. Yes, the local crazy guy. <laughs> he has a singular obsession that at some point later in the at a point later in the episode, uh, Scully will actually compare uh, this photographer to Mulder because his interest mm-hmm. and obsession is uh, singular and focused and will not be deterred um, by any reasonable, you know. They just kind of have to let them go do their thing. And he, you know, and he, his thing is he has a whole bunch of cameras. He's a photographer and he's obsessed with getting a picture of, uh, big Mm -hmm. blue. Uh, they also, uh, Oh, they find the scout leader. And next. Yeah. Cause somebody's fishing and then he's, he goes into like somewhere. He's like, uh, call the sheriff we have a floater and it's just the bottom half of the body yeah that was a bit i i don't remember the because essentially the the theme of the episode is is that like bodies start piling up and uh Mulder becomes more convinced that there's a mythical creature monster type dude Mm -hmm. and scully remains unconvinced and also the sheriff as well and at a certain point Mulder wants to close the lake and he says well we don't have the proof to do it and also we don't have the people to do it because there's a giant lake and we have five people um at a certain point uh the uh the sidekick from the show Reaper who I'm pretty sure has been in a previous episode there's a there's a moment where him and his girlfriend are licking toads to yeah try and well get he high. tries to say yeah we're gonna get we can get high off these toads and he looks at him like i don't think that's a hallucinogenic toad well and their their buddy who is uh in scuba gear trying to find them some more toads to to lick and try and you know ascend to a higher plane or whatever uh he gets uh he gets attacked and they only uh, find his head. And they only find his head sort of with the scuba mask and stuff detached from the rest of his body. And so there's, uh, I mean, at different times, there's theories that people are being, uh, that people are being hit by boats mm-hmm. uh, and propellers. That's why they're mm-hmm. cut up or that they're drunk and sort of fall over the side of a boat because that's the thing that totally happens. And... I think who else who else bites the bullet? I think at one point there's the the photographer. He, he gets he gets eaten. he sets up a actually a really cool trap where he sets up an inner tube with a bunch of meat uh sitting on top of it to try and lure the monster in. And mm-hmm. he's it is not successful and they actually manage to get up onto the shore and attack and you know, kill slash eat him too. And then dog, unfortunately. Yeah, Scully's. Well, before before that, Scully's dog does have one important thing to play, which is that um, the guy who runs the gift shop uh, is seen to have these giant mm. uh, monster tracks that he likes to walk around in to create fake monster uh, footprints. Um, so he's, regardless of whether or not there is a monster that exists. He's totally trying to scam tourists. Um, and 
but it's while he's doing that that he himself is attacked and Scully's dog is the one who finds the evidence of the bloody fake monster feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, do, do we miss anyone else for people who get got? Uh, no, because the, the guy who is studying the toads, he gets his leg hurt, but he doesn't die. Towards the end, but I think it's the dog and those others, and that was pretty much it. I think what happens at a certain point, I think before the, I think before the dog gets it, uh, they're they're in a their cabin or hotel room or wherever it is that they're just hanging out, and Scully decides to take the dog out for a walk, where the dog is uh, runs away, gets away from her, and is. Uh, is taken and mm-hmm. you don't see anything. Thank God. Oh. Uh, this isn't John Wick. Um, mm. but when she gets back, uh, Mulder tries to talk to, uh, Mulder tries to talk to her about the because they went through all the pictures from the photographer, mm-hmm. and while they didn't find anything about the monsters' location, they did find some stuff about like this various sightings of the monsters, and based on that, he asks Scully to take a boat out with him onto the lake and where they're going to try and try and do a sighting. And while they're on the boat, they manage to get um, something in the water, comes at them and manages to sink ram into the boat and sink it. And they escape, but they, they sort of manage to hang out on this rock um, that sort of sticks out of the lake. And they, and it's complete pitch black, and they can't see. They can't see anyone. They can't hear anyone. So they kind of just sort of hang out in this rock in complete darkness, and have interesting conversations about cannibalizing each other and <laughs> uh, the that weight that they've lost, specifically in relation to cannibalizing each other. And uh, <laughs> they talk about uh, Moby Dick, uh, and specifically that. Scully thinks that, uh, or that Scully's dog Queequeg was named after a character in, uh, in Moby Dick, and also that uh, Mulder himself, in this specific episode, but just in general, is kind of a Ahab-like figure, obsessed, uh, self-destructively so, uh, with reaching a specific goal, and there's that's like that's a good. Those are some good character moments, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, at various times, interrupted by what they think is the monster, but it never ends up being that. And then the final moment, they're approached by the uh, the biologist from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> he just walks over. He just walks up to them and is like, yeah, the shoreline's like two seconds that way. And they're like, oh. Oops. Uh, oops. <laughs> Did not see that. Um, but on their way, when they get back to the shore... Uh, help starts to come, but Mulder presses the biologist on his theory about Big Blue and that he's eating all the frogs and uh, that's why the frogs are disappearing and the biologist is having none of this except that when he leaves, he is himself attacked mm-hmm. and they manage to... Uh, they manage to, like, stop his... B- bleeding so that he doesn't die 
but then Mulder leaves Scully to tend to the biologist's wounds while he goes after the monster himself. And then just starts shooting and shooting, and then we find out it's a alligator. Yeah. Or a crocodile, whatever. I think he said alligator. Alligator. And then at that moment, I'm like, yes, this does have a Lake Placid kind of vibe to it. <laughs> Which it, I like that movie, so I was like, oh. It was just an alligator. Well, and and they, they 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 talk about that afterwards. The like the fact that Mulder was a vindicated somewhat in the fact that there was something that was trying to eat uh, mm-hmm. humans, possibly because there weren't uh, as many frogs, uh, and so like he wasn't crazy. There was something in the water that was you know eating all these people, and Mulder was able to stop it. So he's a hero, but. He did have this sort of romantic idea about trying to catch Big Blue and discovering that it was real. And then uh, as they sort of walk away, the last shot you see in the episode is a picture is a shot of the lake and you see a shot of the, the Loch Ness equivalent of Big Blue. He just pokes his head out and you see his limbs. Yeah, you, you see it. You. Like they just show you the monster. It's like he's there, but you're not gonna catch me. <laughs> and so, aside from this alligator, there is totally that monster, and has is just that good at hiding, like Mulder has been claiming this whole time. Heather, hmm. how'd you like the episode? Oh, it was okay. It's just like why? I like the scene with him on the rock. Yes, they're having a moment. It was a good moment. Yes, it was. Yeah, there wasn't that that was the the surrounding, you know, let's go after the Loch Ness equivalent. Well, I didn't find that interesting. And also I felt just super bad about bringing the dog back just to kill it off. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to have the dog. Okay, well, the dog can't be in the show anymore. So (laughs) I mean, this is fine to get rid of the dog. it's, It's the animal equivalent of someone saying that they're three days away from retirement. You know that they're going to die if they say that. It's like, oh, you brought your dog with you. That dog's going to die. Yeah. Our next episode is called Wet Wire. Yeah. I don't know. Something to do with electronics, I'd guess. Mm hmm. I don't know. Maybe a signal bu- or something. I think I saw when I was quickly reading it. Signals. That could be radio or TV mm-hmm. related. But we'll have to find out next time. Maybe somebody comes through the TV. Hmm. Have the, the ring kind of vibe. Maybe. Right? Or maybe it's like <laughs> that kid in Willy Wonka who goes through the TV and is shrunk down. <laughs> On a related note, we need to also watch my. Uh, not Mike TV, the uh, Willy Wonka. Mm. I haven't watched that in years. Me neither. But that's for a different non-podcast. <laughs> we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. Hey.